Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Braun, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson from Hartlepool. How are you doing? What's going on, Pete? I'm good. We've obviously got a new um, Prime Minister in uh, in England, and we didn't talk about this on uh, Wednesday, yeah. but um, did you see that um, how Rishi Sunak is, uh, is described in Japanese? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, in Katakana. so Rishi Sunak. Rishi Sunak <laughs> is a uh, Sunaku, which yeah. is like the word snack, right? In Katakana, snacku mm. means snack bar. You know, a bar where women pour your drinks and give mm. you reasonably priced snacks. Yeah, so it's not a euphemism. So he's in That's a situation just where reasonably he, priced snack. Yeah, where he will um, kind of. Um, where they've they've actually changed this katakana quite recently, uh, in the summer, to <laughs> avoid really? to avoid the new prime minister being known in Japan as Mr. Karaoke Hostess Bar, which is Mr. Karaoke <laughs> Hostess Bar. It's good stuff. <laughs> Snacksama, yeah. that'll be great. I wonder if he's been to Japan. I don't yeah. think he has. I'm not sure. I'm glad he's in, and the other one's gone. Liz Truss, get her out. I'm sure he's been in Japan before on his private jet. Good guy. I just always sort of think with those men who made <laughs> all the money in the world in their 20s and obviously married into like... He didn't though, his wife did. He made a lot of money as a banker in the, in, 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 uh-huh. in his 20s and then he married into an ungodly amount of, uh, of wealth. And... Um, I just always think with people like that, like when they made a you know a, a, a considerable amount of money, even for for, for the city mm. in his twenties, like deals are made because of, of 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 charisma and managing kind of relationships with um with, with 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 people that you're working with and striking deals with, and it's all about trust and it's all about the robustness of your character. Uh, nine times out of ten. Well, certainly that's mm. how the city city dickheads will you know tell you is is is, is, is how dickheads. they made their money, um, but but. From my perspective and my experience, that seems to be the case. It's all about managing um, relationships, and it's it's basically being like a good PR person. A nine times mm, out of ten, mm, mm. he doesn't strike me as being the most charismatic. He doesn't strike me as being this, like the someone you want to go. Oh, great! Let's go for a drink with Rishi, fucking Dullard. Oh, I, I, I would go with a uh, a drink with with Snack Summer. I, uh, I lo- I've seen two interviews with him. Get, and they're yeah. both brilliant. I've said it before. One of them is. 
one of them is him going to a school and there's just two school kids and him just sitting at a little table mm. and he's like I love coke and they're like what and he's like yeah I just have an addiction to coca-cola and they're like yeah and he just keeps saying the word coke and doesn't realise that he's <laughs> sounds ridiculous <laughs> out of context like, yeah, I love coke I have coke every day I need coke to get from my David Liz Trust and you know and then there was another interview from the BBC I think 20 years ago and he said something like I have friends from all classes the middle class the upper class the working class and he pauses for a moment and he goes well actually no working class friends <laughs> I was just like don't say that fucking hell don't shoot yourself down 20 well, I mean, years why? before is that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that any barrier to entry <laughs> for the Tory party yeah, leadership I mean really jeez good god I want to see Pete Donaldson for Prime Minister yeah can't be can't be much worse can it <laughs> but it can only think, it can only go up it can only go up from here famous last words <laughs> the pound can um, <laughs> the pound can yes yeah. I'm excited to have a pound that's good again <laughs> but uh, speaking of things going up I've putting up a new video in fact it's up right now if you're listening in on Sunday uh, the Spartan race that I did in Niigata about a month ago where ah. I ran up a 1,100 metre mountain did 20 obstacles Rather awkwardly, across the whole video, I repeated the phrase, 20 obstacles, 20 obstacles. It's in the title, it's in the thumbnail, but in the video, we end on 19 obstacles because we can't work out where the 20th obstacle was. (laughs) (laughs) Some sort of math's gone wrong. Either way, it was a lot of fun. And it's one of those videos that I was like, should this go on the main channel abroad in Japan or should it go on Chris Abroad where no one will see it? Mm. And I decided to put it on Abroad in Japan, even though it's not really a Japan themed video it's more just me suffering on the summit of a mountain it happened in Japan though didn't it it happened in Japan did you manage to get your your drone out halfway through (laughs) Uh, I hired someone to get the drone out I'm above that now Pete I don't fly the drones I hire people to fly the drones for me very nice especially when I'm running a race I can't do two things at once but it should be a fun video though and it was a lot of fun honestly have you ever done anything physical nope Physical challenge wise, <laughs> no, nope, I had get out of bed and make a potato. No, I play eleven. I played eleven aside at the weekend, and I've got terrible right. blisters from my old um, football boots. I think I need some new football boots. But uh, other than that, I was once um, looped in, roped in to do um, the London Marathon. Um, a woman from the London College of Fashion made me a gigantic um, uh, morph costume uh, that was completely. <laughs> but you know, the, you know those kind of. Um, I don't know what they call it. I think they're just called morph suits um, right. they, they, but it was like they, they were very popular those kind of like brightly coloured kind of tight silly morph suits basically yeah latex yeah you look like you're doing um, motion capture well I before like that bit of a, the craze that was the, 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 the motion capture style uh, morph suits I actually had a bespoke one made by a woman one Ooh. of the head lecturers at the London College of Fashion who happened to listen to XFM when I was on the breakfast show and so I'm, I'm the very few pe- person who's very few <laughs> people have had have got a, a, a perfectly measured perfectly weighted uh, morph suit I mean it looks terrible it's brown and I'm just running around it's just it looks but did it, you it, run it, looks, the it, look, it looks offensive um, but the uh, it's 
uh, the uh, no, I didn't because I I, I sprained no. my ankle. I sprained my ankle, and I probably could have oh, done it. That's the what? worst thing. I just didn't do the training. I did. It's just awful. I was. I felt very guilty oh, because I know how many people want um, to be in the London Marathon, and I had the chance, and I and I and I passed it up with a with a with a pretty rotten um, uh, ankle sprain, unfortunately. So. Oh dear, never mind. Ankle spray. Never mind. Oh, I was paid fifty quid a day on XFM. I shouldn't be fucking doing anything, anything for them. <laughs> <laughs> true, very true. Actually, yeah. speaking of marathons, I did just do the Yamanote Line Marathon. Yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, that was like four days ago. Went round the um, the entirety of the Yamanote Line, the iconic circular track that goes around all of Central Tokyo. Thirty stations, forty-five kilometers, thirteen hours. People are very quick to work out that we can't possibly have run it. No. The the marathon, the Yamanote Line Marathon, you can run it if you're a maniac. But we decided to have fun, kind of get drunk along the way a bit, Hmm. and just sort of just enjoy it, really. And we actually finished with 15 minutes to spare. Hmm. Uh, We started at 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning and finished at about 9 nine o'clock 915 it finished at 930 so we just got through to the end uh, did it a leisurely pace kind of enjoyed the first half of it it starts at Tokyo station and then you go up all the way around to like Akihabara and Ueno and in that sort of general direction right mm. and that bit of Tokyo is beautiful around Yanaka Ginza and the northern bits where it's kind of like trees and stuff and then you get around to Ikebukuro and Shibuya and Yoshinjuku's mm. and it gets a bit out of hand and a bit too <laughs> chaotic to really right. enjoy it but it was really weird we didn't at the start we saw quite a few people taking part but then after about an hour we just didn't see anyone like ever again every now and then you'll see someone else like run past or walk past with the marathon mm. like a bit of paper on mm. but it's a really surreal marathon my image of it was thousands of people you know like a London marathon or a Tokyo marathon but it was more like hundreds and yeah really weird kind of marathon but really enjoyed it I could not physically stand up the next day at the end of the day I was I was limping a bit but the next morning I woke up stood up and like just fell over in my hotel room and spent the rest of the day just sort of in bed wondering why the fuck I forgot to stretch both before and after the marathon (laughs) oh why did you do that for crying out loud you've got to stretch before and after the marathon You'll ruin yourself. A lesson learned. A, a lesson, lesson learned. learned. Yeah. The, you're such an action Jackson at the moment. I find it very disconcerting. I'm going to have to have to raise my game. <laughs> to be quite frank, I've noticed this with friends I've told that I'm getting fit. They're angry. I can see them all getting uncomfortable because <laughs> I've been the butt of jokes for like half a decade. Like, oh Chris, you look like you've eaten a sack of chicken. Oh Chris, you look like you've rolled around in a no pile of plastic. No one said that. I'm just saying that you're no, quite. You were. Have. You were just a man in, in a room um, slaving. Uh, over a, over a hot Adobe <laughs> Premiere um, uh, uh, session. That's all. That's that. And eating, and no, eating unhealthy food. <laughs> but I have noticed. I have noticed uh, certain friends getting a bit a bit worried. Yeah. And like, oh shit. Oh, this I'm going to gonna overtake now, me in yeah. the fitness battle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's this is more part of my plan to make the world a better place. Right? Mm. People see me getting fit. They're like, shit. If that bastard can get fit, I better get fit too. <laughs> and so it keeps it creates a domino effect of excellence, and yeah. that's what I'm all about. Saving the world, making the world a better place, and getting fit and doing a chess boxing match along the way. But yeah, I'm really enjoying it there. I was looking at videos today of people climbing like insane mountains, like uh, K2, the, t- the second tallest mountain in the world, and one of the hardest to climb. Apparently, one in four people die climbing it. And I was just thinking, this could be a great YouTube video. Mm. Dead or alive, the last the last <laughs> thing you see alive, is I'm me like it. 
collapsing with the GoPro on into like a pile of snow <laughs> and then someone picks that up and makes a great video out of it but no, I want to do some more physical challenges I want to ramp it up to the, the next level next year I don't think I'm going to be climbing K2 8,600 metres <laughs> anytime soon <laughs> nor do I want to it looked very very scary like the blizzards roll in and there's avalanches randomly and people just freeze to death mm. but something like that climbing a like a like a a beast of a mountain maybe mm. not over 8,000 metres but climbing something that could be fun could be a good wacky weekend could be a good wacky <laughs> weekend if I come out of it alive yeah. we've got a story this week from JL from Boston JL it's a cool name hello Katsukare Chris and Ponzu Pete on a trip to Japan with my wife and in-laws in 2013 we took a bus tour from Tokyo to Mount Fuji the bus dropped us off at a tourist shopping centre near the base of the mountain where we were joined by what seemed like a million other tourists once inside I stopped in front of a snack stall that had put out a bowl of free samples and a pair of chopsticks to help customers transfer food from bowl to hand without touching anything else in the bowl with their bare fingers as I contemplated trying a sample an old woman cut in front of me and then using the chopsticks she picked up a sample and put it straight in her mouth upon Ooh. seeing this the vendor came out and slapped the old woman on the hand snatched the <laughs> chopsticks back and reprimanded her angrily Rawr. then to my shock and horror the vendor set the chopsticks with the tips still moist from the old woman's mouth back on the bowl ready for use by the next unsuspecting customer needless to say I did not try any samples that day and I rushed to find my wife and in-laws to warn them <laughs> can you imagine that <laughs> no Oh, the chopsticks. <laughs> Besides Chris and Connor's nasty love hotel escapades, what other experiences shattered your image of a clean Japan? Keep up the great work, guys. All the best. JL from Boston. <laughs> Good Lord. What a, a story of horror. I mean, that is quite unpleasant. That's not... I don't... I've never heard of this happening, though, like chopsticks like that being used to just pick up samples I mean yeah you'd think you that you'd that sort of take them with you wouldn't you if, you, if you're going to jam them into your mouth I mean you would just <laughs> run off with them wouldn't you ugh gross yeah. Never mind. it was horrible I mean I generally Japan is clean occasionally you go into a small mum and pup sort of restaurant small business and you look into the kitchen and just see just a, a room smeared in filth mm. and it's clearly not been cleaned in the last 40 years um, so yeah I, I don't often like looking into the back of ramen shops or small restaurants because if you look down there it's like looking into the gates of hell um, you will see things that you don't want to see and it will put you off your ramen slash tonkatsu slash whatever you're eating I, I remember I was in a restaurant once I did see I saw, I've seen a cockroach as well in a few places um, and as I mentioned before, I stayed in a love hotel once where there was a cockroach on my pillow, which wasn't overly nice either. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I'd say Japan's pretty damn clean. Yeah. Have you ever had any unpleasant chopstick cockroach no experiences, no Mr. Tried, no one's tried to uh, feed me with a dirty old chopstick. What's the longest sort of, <laughs> what's, the, what's the shortest food that you would consider sort of eating on, on someone else's chopstick? I'm thinking an asparagus tip. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're far enough away from the chopstick when you jam them in your mouth, you're absolutely fine. I think. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 a tier list waiting to happen. Certainly isn't is. It? Certainly is. Yeah. <laughs> Short enough fees that you can eat off a chopstick. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I but I know love hotels get a bad rap, but generally, I mm. find love hotels are 
very clean. They do go above and beyond the Call of Duty, generally. Like, I've shot two or three videos now in Love Hotels. Maybe that guy was just better than others, but mm. they are thorough in their cleanliness. Um, I know people go to Love Hotels to do salacious things. Terrible, unspeakable things. <laughs> but they do that in, lo- in just normal hotels as well, right? In Love yeah. Hotels, they have to go above and beyond because <laughs> someone might have done something all over the desk or the floor or the wall. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Um, that's a nice thought there. What a nice uh, thought. Speaking of, st- <laughs> of, of nice things that will surprise foreign tourists, uh, found an article. It's mm. quite interesting. Right. And we can debate it. Five things that will surprise foreign tourists in Japan when they visit. Oh, this now is classic debate. internet, uh, you know, you know yeah. stuff in it. Classic stuff. It is. We can either agree or shred them to pieces. Um, it's on the very good website, Sora News 24. Right. Probably the best website to learn about what's going on in Japan in a fun way. A it's fun way. Boring economical stories mm. about the economy and how Japan's screwed. It is about fun things like this. Uh, the first thing on our list of five things that will surprise foreign tourists in Japan when they visit is there are so many vending machines. You'll be surprised, Pete. You'll be mm. surprised by the vending machines. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will be that, surprised. Are, are you going to be surprised? It's <laughs> I'll not, try my best. It's not, just, it's not just the number of machines that appear to have risen during COVID, but the variety as right. well. That's an interesting point, actually. I forgot about this. During COVID, Japan has like rolled out a lot of very like new and odd vending machines because they saw them as like this great idea because people were sort of wary to go in shops right at the height of COVID and buy things because they didn't want human interaction. In fact, many convenience stores have actually implemented self-checkouts now, which we've had in the UK for like a decade or so. Mm. Um but in Japan, they've started rolling them out more regularly uh, because of COVID. And you see, like, the most absurd things in vending machines now, like uh, just, like, a soy sauce, you know. You go there and just get, like, some soy just sauce. Get some soy sauce and just slam it. Absolutely or, slam it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you know, I saw an... You, you say that, but I saw an article where someone did that. They got a bottle of what what was ponzu, this sort mm. of vinegar soy sauce, right, that you didn't nice. eat into. delicious. And they drank it. Oh, I wouldn't mind like it. Pure I'd do vinegar. That. I wouldn't mind that. I'd do that. No, I'd make a little tickle it. back with it. No. <laughs> oh, fucking, that's disgusting. Delicious. Well, it, you would be so so furiously sick. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I I think people will be surprised by vending machines. I give I give them that one. What do you reckon? <laughs> I yeah I yeah I, 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 I you're surprised at how ubiquitous they are and how um, how much variation mm. is in each one. So yeah, that gets a a tick. If I had a sound effect that would um, say yes. Uh, I'd say, yeah, exactly. I mean, on the on the flip side of that, I was surprised at the lack of vending machines in the UK when I was back, uh, like in in summer, because mm. I'm like, oh, I need some water, and I don't want to walk in a shop and talk to humans. I want it now, but there wasn't any vending machines, and so I I noticed that yeah, I, I've sort of grown accustomed to the sheer volume of vending mm. machines in Japan. The second one uh, that you'll be surprised by is people in Japan queue for everything. Um, apparently people queue here a lot and you'll be surprised. At station platforms, at escalators, in front of ramen mm. shops, they form orderly queues where nobody cuts in line and everybody waits patiently, creating a sense of calm mm. amidst the crowds. I do love that about train stations, right? I noticed that when I was back in the UK, it's sort of a battle to get to the front of the line or to get to the sort of doors of the train and get yourself a seat. Whereas in Japan, as long as you turn up early enough to the station and get the like get in the queue, you're at the front of the queue and you're all good to go, mm. which is good if you've got big luggage. But 
yeah, we in the UK it's just a free for all, and I do think we would benefit from a little bit more order, shall we say, in the world of queuing. Uh, what do you reckon? I, I think I think it's not so as, as as a British person when you go to Japan and you see people sort of queuing down the street for some popcorn in Harajuku or whatever. I mean that's something quite surprising. <laughs> but then I, I then you go to the Breakfast Club in Soho. Um, I don't know how they managed to get the Breakfast Club in, <laughs> which is it's it's a it's a you know it's a boilerplate breakfast place basically. And I don't know what mm, I don't I know. know who managed to get it in the guidebook or the Time Out Guide to London. Because there's just a queue round the block every single. I think it's Darblay Street or close to it anyway, um, in Soho. Um, everyone wants to go there, and there's always a queue a mile long outside it. But it's just presumably it was just in a guidebook or on a video or something, and it's just a place to to kind of be, I suppose. I'm, and I'm hoping that uh, Bar Rockaholic has the same. Uh, pe- people speak about in the same kind of revered re- reverence and revered tones, uh, hushed tones uh, as as, <laughs> as 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 the Breakfast Club, and hopefully there'll be a queue outside it. Every single time, and then I'll be forced to go to the the weird one that's up the Yamanote line a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love this notion of the the weird bars up the Yamanote line. Yeah, there's, there's two rockaholics. Bars? I've never still never beaten the second one. I've beaten the first one. There's another one. Genuinely. Yeah, there's two of them. Yeah, rockaholic two, and it's uh, there certainly used to be, and it's kind of <laughs> it's somewhere else. Two. But I've never, I've never had cost to use it, as Michael said in Alan Partridge. <laughs> and you don't know where it is in to- somewhere in Tokyo. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have a look. Um, oh, bar that's a quest. Rockaholic two. That's a quest waiting to happen. That is it certainly is. Yeah, bar rockaholic two. Oh, it's, uh, it's in Shinjuku. So one's in Shinjuku, oh. one's in Shibuya. That makes sense. There you go. You <laughs> can't ever be as good as the one in Shibuya. Yeah. Hell why no. did I ever? Do- I don't can't know why I never sort of uh, visited that because you know it's, it's Shibuya. It's Shibuya for crying out loud. You love Shibuya too much. Mm. Uh, yeah. The third one. That you'll be surprised by is uh, it's easier than ever to buy Korean food in Japan. Ooh. I will say, like, I mean, the, the Korean pop culture sensation. I mean, that's just swept the world over, not just Japan. Yeah. In Japan, my stu- when I was a teacher, my students loved like K-pop more than J-pop mm. in many respects. They loved Korean music, which is far sort of trendier and slicker mm. than Japanese music. I'm not going to hold my hand up and say I like K-pop, mm. but if I had to sit on an island and listen exclusively to K-pop or J-pop for a month, I would very, very quickly choose K-pop. All <laughs> uh, right, what are your thoughts? So, you, wh- which would you rather listen to? Um, I can't really tell the difference massively. You don't hear a lot of J-pop anymore, do you? It's all the same, isn't it? It's all, it's all the same. same. Well, it's all produ- I mean, it's all mega produced by these absolutely insanely huge companies who are who will be owned by the same conglomerate who also own fucking diamond mines and stuff. Like it's all, it's all. None of it's artistic, is it? None of it's bloody. It's all pretty. Uh, it's all pretty. Uh, you know, the, the edges have all been shaved off, and it's a it's a weird place to be. But um, yeah, I, I never really heard stuff that I can pick out as J-pop. Really, I presume. That they probably go down the line of right. What's fucking BTS doing at the moment? Let's do that. Let's do more of that. <laughs> kind of, but not. Right. What you notice with K-pop is it's a lot sort of slicker and sexier. There's more right. money thrown into it. Like the performers, there's a, there's a level of glamour and sex appeal. Whereas right. K, uh, whereas J-pop is sort of more cute and a bit uh, difficult to listen to. In my view, mm. it's sort of I don't know. It's a very weird space and. I can list off K-pop bands. Don't ask me to. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, but I couldn't list off any J-pop bands, which is weird because I live here. Mm. But I don't know. It makes me wonder what the future of J-pop is. Uh, probably not that great. But anyway, mm. K-pop taking over. Korean food, as a result, is quite popular here. Um, I love Korean food. I think it's fantastic. I th- think it's 
just so flavorful and so delicious mm. um particularly shinokubo when i did the marathon two days ago i walked through koreatown shinokubo and that is just one of the coolest places in Tokyo. It's so dynamic, so full of like life and mm. excitement. And actually would recommend going there. If you're in Tokyo for a few days and you want to go and have some bloody good food and mm. a cool change of atmosphere, go to Shinokubo. It's only uh, two stops north of Shinjuku. It won't right. disappoint. Uh, next point. You still need to use physical money to buy a lot of things in Japan. Yes. Is that it true? Sucks. Still, still, still very much the case. So even after two years of um, probably people not wanting to touch money and hand over money. Well, there's a service now called PayPay, which I find the most annoying name. PayPay, mm. and it's kind of like you know just a Visa card that you just tap against something and it beeps, or whatever. Mm. Um, or you have to like point. You have to bring it up on your phone, and they use a camera device in the back of the taxi to scan it. It's all a bit weird. Right. But PayPay is quite big. But I was in um, the middle of nowhere. The Nakasendo Trail, this beautiful trail in the uh, the mountains of central Japan last week with Ryotaro and Shala. Uh, we went to pay and none of us had any cash on us and it caused this absolute nightmare. We had, all, all of us had like credit cards and whatnot. Right. None of us had any any cash and it was a sizable restaurant. It was a decent sized restaurant and they were like, no, cash only. And we sent Ryotaro on like a 25-minute expedition to go and find some money or mm. beg for some money somewhere. Really annoying still, really quite annoying. And <laughs> the, the problem is it means you just have the most annoying amount of change, right? Lots of coinage. I've got a, um, like a, a big pot of money. Here it is. Wait a minute. I've got a big really pot handy. of money. Look at this. That's, ASMR. I was ex- Listen to my money. I was expecting... <laughs> <laughs> These YouTubers showing off their wealth what? again. Uh, but yeah, I, I was expecting a much bigger vessel of coins. I think I've got that many Japanese yen in coin oh. Definitely. Well, I can't f- I can't bother to buy another one. No, this is okay. a post box, like a Japanese post box. Nice. A little post like box it. filled with thousands of coins. But when I inherited my uh, apartment, when I first mm. moved into um, Yamangata, the previous guy had left like six big tin boxes <laughs> packed full of one and five yen coins that he just built up and shoved in the tins and I remember my last week of teaching and when I left mm. I had to go to a bank with all these tins and they stuck them into a machine and it was like Scarface you know Scarface they count the cash this was like a shit version of that <laughs> counting like the one yen and five yen coins over and over <laughs> but like it just it's just really annoying and that is something Japan needs to get better at because mm. uh, I think it's a fantastic amount of wastage as fun as it is holding physical cash sometimes I just bring in cards let's just do cards and with yeah. the uh, the rise of pay pay I think we'll see that um and the final point that you'll be surprised by, in awe of, is that a lot of prices haven't risen. Oh. Uh, in fact, Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea have dropped the cost of their day tickets by 20%, uh, which is odd, given the yen is now worthless. <laughs> uh, but what you'll see is tourists coming to restaurants and parks and museums will see that over the last two years, despite the yen weakening, prices generally haven't gone up too much. I remember there was a story where I think Family Mart Chicken went up 10 yen, which is a little bit annoying. But generally, there's a the prices are stable here. I don't know how. Maybe because Japan does have 120 million people. Mm. It has a, a lot of the... You know, it, it, may, it produces a lot of things domestically. So mm. uh, it hasn't affected the cost going up too much. But yeah, for the most part, you'll notice that prices haven't gone up. And uh, if you're paying in dollars or pounds... 
you're gonna your money's gonna go a long way thankfully mm. you're gonna be delighted cool. when you can finally come over Mr Donaldson your <laughs> £10 is gonna be enough to buy all of Shibuya or certainly everyone <laughs> in Bar Rockaholic a round of drinks I'm gonna Yay. hold you to it one of those big trains one of those big trains of um, uh, what they're called vodka uh, it's not vodka uh, Red Bull and uh, what's that horrible oh. Horrible drink that everyone drinks. Jägermeister. Jägerbombs. Jägerbombs. They Jager do like bomb. doing that. Yeah, they do. And I, I remember that last time. <laughs> Fucking Red Bull and vodka. Whoever thought that up needs to go to prison. <laughs> that drink, I've never had heart palpitations so bad as, as drinking that damn drink, right? <laughs> Especially when I had it four times in a row in one night. Don't do that. Don't mm. ever do that. Uh, lesson, a valuable lesson from the podcast. We'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Pete Donaldson. Oh, we got a little message from Antonio. Hey, Chris and Pete. My name is Antonio, and I'm from Minnesota in the US. I recently learned that there is some etiquette uh, surrounding Japanese currency, and I was wondering how serious they are. Uh, I hear you're not uh, supposed to fold the bills. Is that correct? Thanks so much, Antonio. Folding bills, does anyone really care? I ain't never heard nothing about this. I mean, I don't know either. I, I, I don't really fold the bills. I've, that's a good point, actually. People really don't do it in the same way that when people just pass you a wad of cash in the UK, it's like the, the five, £10 notes are like folded over, right? Mm. Here, they do keep them flat. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just general Japanese Shintoism, the way they treat physical objects mm. with a level of respect or something. Or I don't know. It's yeah. probably that, though, honestly, yeah. But Interesting. Don't go out of your way to 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 treat the money well. <laughs> just yeah, just get off. That's a good question there. What a random, what a random one. Uh, we got one here from uh, Dallas, from San Francisco. That's confusing. Dear Chris, and, dear Chris, and uh, Mr. Tickle, Mr. Tickle, <laughs> Mr. Why Tickle. is that? Didn't you make? I remember you made a comment on one of our first podcasts about Mr. Right. Tickle being like a sex offender or something. Well, I mean, should be tickling people. Don't want to be tickled. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> And we, we, and we were worried See you in the Hague Tickle the monster Men. <laughs> Exactly yeah <laughs> Yeah See in the Hague With the Mr Men Franchise mm. I'm moving to Japan The very near future And I decided to use OkCupid With my location Set to Tokyo I got plenty of attention And exchanged mm. Quite a few messages However three of them Immediately started talking About marriage 
Two of them started to refer to themselves as Mrs. Dallas. Bloody hell. <laughs> Jesus, I've never left the fucking plane yet. Uh, so my question to you, lads, is this. Do all Japanese women move this fast, or have I accidentally stumbled upon a cachet of crazy girls? My best to the both of you, Dallas, from San Francisco. Uh <laughs> So much to unpack there. <laughs> I mean, I only know one couple that used OK Cupid, and it worked very well. And they're married, and they live happily ever after. So I know it's a paid service, isn't it? It's not like Tinder, where you just swipe left and right, right, and try to sleep with someone. So far as I can tell, I've never bloody done it myself. Swipe left and right and try to sleep with someone. <laughs> exactly. Uh, OK Cupid is a is a bit more. Should I say OK Cumin. OK Cumin. <laughs> OK Cumin. Let's the- jazz up this meal. <laughs> <laughs> it's the edible version. Yeah. Uh, okay, Cupid, right? You pay some money. And so people take it more seriously with these things. They are, I think mm. they are looking for a partner for marriage. So I'm not surprised that the women are a bit more forward mm. on that. Right. Um, I mean, I, I I said in the past I dated a Japanese girl and, and the word marriage came up, you know, in a, in a matter of months when it should have been years minimum. Mm. And that fucking scared the hell out of me um, <laughs> you just don't do that you can't marry someone you've known minutes or weeks mm. so you know sometimes you get the right impression of someone but no it's it's more uh, it's less to do with finding the, the one true love in Japan and more to do with just locking down uh, a husband or wife before you reach the age of 27 by which point right. you're seen as like spoiled fruit or something um, you know it's if you I think if you yeah if you find a partner after 25 you're seen as like a spoiled christmas cake because who the hell eats christmas, <laughs> christmas cake, cake after december's 25th yeah. i do you should eat months afterwards i used to have a lovely big cup of tea and a lovely slice of fruit cake fruit cake it's the only cake i can eat i can't stand cake chris <laughs> I, I, and it may surprise people because all people talk about is fucking cake these days and i'm just not a fan it's not it's too far away from it's 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 that cross between bread and sweets and it's too close to bread and too far away from sp- sweets in my opinion so yeah i mean i well, I'm, I'm with you there i like a victoria's sponge cake though do you eat that it's got to have like really fresh cream and then I'm just looking for the cream <laughs> like I've got no interest in the bre- in the in the in the in the cake I was just 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 uh, never mind I'll make a note for the Christmas party no thank cakes you. for no Pete, cake for Pete thank no you. cakes for Pete um, but yeah honestly I think that's why though it's it uh, yeah women and guys do move fast in Japan there mm. was a lot of pressure to get married settle down quick and mm. um, just get on with it really so that's probably why um but that's that's kind of sad, though, isn't it? Mm. It's is sad. Uh, got one here from Ash in London. He says, "Hello, Cardigan Chris and Pocket Square Pete. My girlfriend and I are going to Japan for three weeks in April 2023, and this may seem like a small point. But what are the options like for tourists doing laundry in Japan? Many thanks, Ash in London." Mm. Um, Asa, we've got the the range of questions today. We've gone from <laughs> wealth and money to love and marriage to laundry and <laughs> laundry machines. Um, Pick a good hotel. Lots of hotels in Japan um, because, you know, businessmen are always on the go. Mm. Salarymen travelling around. There are a lot of laundry options in the hotels. So pick a hotel mm. like Hotel My Stays. 
they do have laundry services upper hotel might um, but failing that there are a lot of coin laundry services around as well because a lot of people live in apartment blocks in Japan in d- dense sort of populated areas mm. and as a result it's economically viable to stick a coin laundry on literally every street corner <laughs> so there's always one around so whether yeah, it's a I've coin never, laundry or one in the hotel you'll be I, fine. I usually travel quite late when I go to Japan because it's just fucking miles away and, and um, just doesn't wash his clothes just Pete Dawson but I just uh, by week three it's awful <laughs> I just wash them with melon, melon soda but no I think uh, yeah I've never I've, I, I don't I think you go go down the street without seeing at least one coin, coin laundry place where you just go in and, and wash your clothes you just gotta make sure you buy the right products from the shop like uh, from, from from the uh, from, from the from the I, I guess you'd, you'd usually buy like laundry yeah, yeah. packets and stuff not even from the supermarket you buy it from like um um you buy it from like uh, medical shops, don't you? What's a medical shop? Yeah, you got pharmacies. You buy uh, a lot of clothes stuff from big the big pharmacy uh, groups. But and and all convenience stores have it as well, actually. So yeah, that's oh, good, that's true. Yeah, bonus yeah, as well. Point. Good there point. I'm go. talking absolute yeah. nonsense. So, <laughs> don't be like Pete Donaldson. Wash your clothes and don't use melon soda either. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in, guys, to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the Spartan Race video, which is out right now. Check it out at Japan. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great, happy Halloween, and we'll see you later in the week. still all over again, right back here on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Happy Halloween. Bye. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.